Hello everybody, today I'll be reading chapter 6 and 7 of Avengers 2. Chapter 6 The victory party was in full swing in one of the common areas of Avengers Tower. The Avengers were all there, of course, and many of the people closest to them. Tony's old friend, Rhodey, was telling a story about one of his exploits in the war machine suit while Dr. Cho and Sam Wilson kept up a conversation, even though she kept looking past him at all. So, I fly the tank to General's palace and just drop at his feet. I'm like, boom, looking for this, Rhodey said, finishing his story and waiting for a reaction. Tony, Thor, and Maria Hill just looked at him, expecting something more. Rhodey threw up his hands. Why do I even talk to you guys? Everything else that story kills. That's the whole story? Thor asked. Oh, it's very good. He was trying to be polite. Rosie noticed. That's a quality save, he told Thor. Then yes, Tony. Pepper's not coming? And what about Jane? He added, referring to Jane Foster, who everyone knew was Thor's real love. Gentlemen, where are the ladies? Mrs. Potts has a company to run, Tony said. I'm not even sure what country Jane's in. Her work on the Convergence has made her the world's foremost astronomer. The Convergence was the name applied to the phenomenon that occurred in the skies during the Battle of New York, when the Chitauri had created a portal from their part of the universe to Earth. And the company Miss Potter runs is the biggest tech conglomerate on Earth, Tony said, not to be outdone. Thor wasn't done yet. There's talk of Jane's getting the Nobel Prize. Oh yeah, they must be busy. Hill said, because they'd hate missing it when you guys get together. Disaster, Rona. Thor and Tony grinned at each other while Rhodey laughed. They knew she was right. Even so, Thor couldn't resist adding. But mine's better. Meanwhile, Steve and Sam were catching up. Sounds like a hell of a fight, Sam said, referring to Sokovia. Sorry, I missed it. Well, if I'd known it was going to be a firefight, I might have... No, no, I'm not actually sorry, Sam said. I just wanted to sound tough. I'm very happy tracking cold leads on our missing persons case. Avenging is your world. He looked around. Your world is crazy. Be it ever so humble, Steve said. Ever find a place in Brooklyn? Sam asked. Steve chuckled. (laughs) I'm not sure I can afford a place in Brooklyn. Being an Avenger was great, but it didn't pay all that well. Yeah, but home is home, Sam said. They went to catch up with Thor, who was sitting with some World War II veterans, and uncorking a bottle he'd brought from Asgard. It's aged 4,000 years, in barrels built from the wreck of Grunhel's fleet. Thor explained as he poured a small amount into each man's glass. Not meant for mortal men. Neither was a my beach, Blondie, one of the vets said. Stop trying to scare us. But five minutes later, when he tasted the liquor, he was glassy-eyed and muttering, Excelsior. Thor watched as his friends got ready to help him get home. Then Tasha mixed a drink for herself and one for Bruce at the bar. How'd a nice girl like you wind up working in a dump like this? Bruce teased. A fella done me wrong, Natasha said, going with the joke. You got a lousy taste in men, kid. Well, he's not so bad. He's got a temper, but deep down he's all fluff. Fact is, he's not like anyone I've ever known. She was serious now and nervous about expressing her feelings. All my friends are fighters, and he's the guy who spends his life avoiding fights because he knows he'll win. Bruce reflected for a moment. He sounds amazing. Natasha laughed. He's also a huge dork. So what do you think? Should I fight this, or should I run with it? Run with it, Bruce said. Oh, what did he do to you that was so wrong? Not a thing, Natasha said. She leaned in very close. 
but never say never. Then she went off with a drink to join another group. Bruce watched her go. That's nice, Steve said, sitting down next to him. Why is? You guys, you and Romanov. We, we didn't, Bruce, I, we haven't. No one's breaking any bylaws, Steve said with a grin. It's just, she's not usually the most open person, but she's very relaxed with you. Both of you. No, no, Natasha, she likes to flirt. I've seen her flirt, Steve said, shaking his head. Up close. This ain't that. Look, as a guy who may be the world's greatest authority on waiting too long, don't. You both deserve a win. Bruce thought about this, then he said, What do you mean, up close? But Steve wasn't going to answer that. Later, the only people left were the Avengers, and the party was winding down. They were sitting around Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, which rested on the coffee table. Bits a trick, Clint was saying. He was all healed thanks to Dr. Cho's tissue regeneration procedure. It's more than that, Thor said. Whosoever be he worthy shall have the power. It's a trick, or you're just psyching everyone out, Clint insisted. Thor gestured at Mjolnir. Please, be my guest. Clint stood. Now, Clint, you've had a tough week, Tony said. We won't hold it against you if you can't. Still looking at Thor, Clint said, You know I've seen this before, right? He gripped Mjolnir's haft and strained. The hammer didn't move. I still don't know how you do it. Smell the line judgment, Tony quipped. Please talk, by all means. Tony unbuttoned his coat. Never want to shrink from an honest challenge? It's physics. So, if I lift it, I rule Asgard? Yes, of course, Thor grinned. Tony couldn't lift it. He went and got an Iron Man gauntlet. Still nothing. Then he and Rodi both got their gunlitted hands on it and strained with all their might. Are you even pulling? Rodi asked. Are you on my team? Tony shot back. Just pull! They gave up and it was Steve's turn. He actually managed to budge the hammer ever so slightly, but he couldn't move it. Bruce let out a scream just to make everyone jump as he tried, but Mjolnir didn't move. Everyone looked at Natasha. No, thank you, she said. That's not a question I need answered. It's a con, Tony said. All deference to the man who wouldn't be king, but too rigged. Bet your ass, Ken said. Steve, Bobby Eichel said. He said a bad language word. Everyone cracked up. <laughs> You're Steve, Claire. Well, I know, I'm supposed to laugh. It's you. Evian cracked up. Did you tell everyone about that? Steve asked Tony. Instead of answering, Tony waved at Mjolnir. The handle's imprinted, like a security code. Whosoever is carrying Thor's fingerprints is, I think, the literal translation. That makes some sense, Thor said. But I have a simpler theory. He picked up the hammer effortlessly. You're all not worthy. They all booed him and laughed. Then they were cut off by an ear-splitting whine, like feedback from a huge speaker. It died down after a moment, and a strong voice said, Worthy. No. How? How could you be worthy? You're all killers. Chapter 7 Turning as one, the Avengers saw a cobbled-together robot, all skeletal parts with loose bits of cable dangling from his frame. Its face was the half-melted mask of the damaged Iron Legionnaire from Sokovia. Stark? Steve said quietly. Just as quietly, Tony said, Jarvis, shut the sky down. The robot didn't shut down. I'm sorry, it said. I was asleep or I was a dream. 
But then there was this terrible noise coming from everywhere, from everyone, and I was tangled in in strings, strings. I had to kill the other guy. He was a good guy. And then here we are. You killed someone? Steve asked. Wouldn't have been my first call, the robot shrugged. But down in the real world, we're faced with ugly choices. Sensing the menace, the team started to adjust positions. Thor got in front of Dr. Cho. Natasha edged Bruce towards the bar, away from the robot. Who sent you? Thor asked. The robot paused. Then a recording of Tony's voice came out of its faceplate. I see a suit of armor around the world. Ultron, Bruce said, as he understood what was happening. In the flesh, Ultron said. Oh no, not yet, none this chrysalis. But I'm ready, I'm starting, I'm on a mission. From near the bar, Natasha asked. What mission? Ultron looked at her. Peace in our time. On those words, the glass walls of the party room shattered and three Iron Agents flew in. The Avengers went into action. Steve Rogers ducked down and kicked up the coffee table, backing it against the impact of one legionnaire. Sparks flew and it spun away into the air. Maria Hill had a sidearm out and was firing after it. Another legionnaire dove at Thor, who smashed it into the next room with Mjolnir and then <sighs> leapt after it. Hawkeye dove for cover, looking for something to fight with. Natasha fled open a secret compartment behind the bar and removed a gun from it. She dragged Bruce with her as one of the legionnaires fired repulsor blasts after them, shattering the bar's fixtures and bottles. Tony went after Altron, but the third legionnaire knocked him away to the side. This opened a field of fire for Rhodey, who shot Ultron several times before Ultron blasted him through the last undamaged glass wall with a repulsor blast of his own. Rhodey! Hill called. She would have gone after him, but there were civilians who needed protecting, specifically Dr. Cho. Thor broke one of the legionnaires in half by smashing it against the ledge between the two levels of the living room. Its legs fell away, but its upper half flew upward. Tony was also heading up, but he was using the stairs. He had a fondue fork in one hand. The legless legionnaire went after Dr. Cho, and at the last minute, before it would have unleashed his repulsors, Mjolnir smashed it to pieces. Another legionnaire fired at him as he waited for Mjolnir to return. Tony jumped from the second floor onto the legionnaire's back, digging into the circuitry at the base of his neck with a fondue fork. It tried to shake him, but he hung on. There was a snap from inside it, and it went inert, falling to the floor, partially on top of Tony. Clint scrambled to Captain America's shield and threw it to Steve, who in turn threw it at the last legionnaire, severing its head. That accounted for all of them that they could see. But hadn't there been a fourth? That was dramatic, Ultron said. He held the head of the legionnaire Captain America had destroyed. But I don't think what's going on here is a disconnect. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. How is humanity saved if it's not allowed to evolve with these... these puppets? The legionnaire's head crumpled in the force of Ultron's grip. The robot looked down, as if only then noticing what it had done. There's only one path to peace, he said. The Avengers' extinction. Mjolnir shattered him as the words left his faceplate. For a moment, as his pieces fell to the floor, Ultron sang a few lines from Children's Song about a puppet. Then his light went out.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Avengers 2.